And I'm going to talk to you and uh, preach to you today from Revelation chapter 3. Everybody said, praise the Lord. So we're looking at the very early portion, not, not into the prophecies, but at the very early portion of the book of Revelation. And I'm going to look at chapter 3, beginning with verse 7. And I'm moving right along because I want to talk to you today from my heart. I feel the Holy Ghost is uh, dealing with us, and I want you to listen very closely to what I'm going to suggest today. And, the, and to the angel, verse 7, of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. Wouldn't you love to hear a sermon about the key of David? But we have to pass quickly. He that openeth and no man shutteth. And of course we know that this is talking of God. And shutteth and no man openeth. So, verse 8, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. Everybody say, praise the Lord. I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Now, I'm going to stop right there and then jump down to my text. So I'm going to skip all the way down to verse 20. So go with me. Here we go. Behold... Now, I'm, you, can, you know that I'm really uh, exercising restraint to not even refer to those early verses. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, which is sort of an old way of saying I'll have dinner with you or I'll eat a meal with you, and he with me. My message is very simple. You can lay your Bibles down. I want to preach to you today from the subject, the knock. Everyone say, the knock. Uh, There is a vital message today. I'd like us to bow our heads. Let's lift our hands together, and let's invite the presence of the Lord and to anoint his word. Father, right now, I pray that your anointing will be here Lord, touch lives in a special way. Lord, you've been dealing with saints and you've been letting the Spirit of the Lord arrest our hearts and our minds. And so now we ask, Lord, that you will speak to each one of us, Lord, and let your will be done and allow your word to be accomplished in our hearts. And everyone said amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. I'm going to speak to you today from these words. I stand at the door and knock. Now, there are several things here that, that stir me. The Lord's standing there and so on, and he stands at the door, and there's an open door, and we read that in verse 7 and, and 8. And all of that is very critical, and I've, I've tried my best to, to obey the Holy Spirit and move past it so that we could look at this 20th verse, which is very, very, very interesting. Behold, he says, I stand at the door and knock, if any man hear my voice. And so, uh, so it is, you hear it. He didn't say if you hear the knocking, he said if you hear my voice. I find that quite interesting. So if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and, and will sup with him and he, he with me. <clears throat> so Jesus says to you and to me today, the, we're, as it were, and I believe certainly that we're in time listeners. I, he says, I stand at the door and knock. So here I am in a, in a pulpit here on the south side of Atlanta, and we're, we're talking about 
the end time prophecy. We're talking about who Jesus is and, and this little scripture, I stand at the door. And I feel today that the Spirit of God is drawing our minds to recognize that this is a marvelous thing. What, a, what an awesome truth it is in a world that is full of trouble and that is full of wrongdoing. That's why Jesus said in, his, in this simple little prayer that, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but what? Deliver us from evil. So we're living in a day where we see wrong all about us, whether it's racism or whether it's uh, crime or whether it's evil of some other sort. No matter what it is that you've done or you've faced, you have this marvelous message today from the book of Revelation, the book of prophecy of the end time, this marvelous truth that He is there. No matter how far you have gone, He stands at the door. No matter what you've done, no matter how far you are from God, Jesus is there. Can you say praise the Lord? Jesus is standing there. Now I know that there are some that say, well, I know this one and I know that one and he's never been worth his salt, someone said, and, and this one here will never amount to anything. But I'm telling you today that he stands at the door. He's right there at the place where it seems impossible, but he is there at the door. So I I know that the Lord wants me today in the Holy Ghost to to emphasize this and a few other critical concepts about our lives that the Holy Ghost is talking to us about. Number one, in this world of evil and trouble and your hungering and looking and trying to search about what it, what is life all about the first point i want to make are these three words don't give up when the devil says when the world says you can never know the god that made you and they say there's nothing to religion you need to make sure in your mind no matter what you have been facing now some of you today are facing hardships and you don't know what to do, and your spirit is grieved. And I feel like the Holy Ghost is trying to speak to us today that in a world that has no answers, there is a God that is standing at the door. And you must not give up on what you know in your heart because He has not given up on you. He is standing at the door. He knows what you need. So the devil told you that it's hopeless. The devil says you're nobody, but there's a God that is standing at your door the world's discouraged you to the point that you don't see even any use in trying you don't even know why you should keep going you feel like the guy who said uh in his uh of his of his place in this world you know uh he's he's, he said you know and i'm trying to get this right you know you're in a small town Now, I used to live in a town in Arkansas called Leechville. That's why I relate to this guy. You know you're in a small town when you don't use your turn signal because 
Everyone knows where you're going. Now that's odd and that's weird, but that's what he said and I, I relate to it. So this world tries to drain you and box you in and tell you you're, you're, uh, you're never going uh, to amount to, a, uh, to anything. But today, we're hearing all about us, we're hearing the talk of, uh, I think the last two weeks I've heard more of this than I've been hearing in a long time. Uh, just let me, let me relate it to you and you, you just think about it. Uh, I'm hearing world leaders and economic advisors not American advisors about political policy in America. I'm talking about world leaders. I'm, I'm hearing talk about the possibility of a global economic collapse. And I'm saying to myself, wait, wait, what are you talking about? What do you mean a global economic collapse? Well, this, the theory is that uh, th this is happening and, and so on. And you look at your life and and you hear all of the sounds uh, bouncing about in this culture, and you ask yourself, what, what is, what, what's the point in the first place? The world's in trouble, and nobody seems to know what the answers are. But uh, <clears throat> that's what I'm here today to talk to you about. It's time to stop listening to the world and listening to the doubters, and listening to the enemy of your soul, and start listening to the Holy Ghost. Behold, I stand at the door. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. The Spirit of God is speaking to hearts and saying, I'm standing right here, and nothing is going to send me away. I'm standing at the door. So you are not without options. You are not alone he stands at the door and he knocks. So you can't let yourself close your ears to the sound of God's hand in your life. The, the hand of God is there, ready. He's reaching out. He's knocking on the door. And he is looking into your life. And you cannot help but hear and know that God is working. It's the sound of God doing what he has promised that he would do. It's the sound of hope. Everybody say hope. Praise God. It's the sound that bids to us a response. I'm listening. I'm wondering. Should, is religion just a crutch? Is, it, what, what is all this? What's all this emotion? What's all this shouting? I felt today in the Holy Ghost. I knew what was going to happen because the Holy Ghost is trying to tell us this is not about an orchestrated response. It is about a genuine response to the Holy Ghost. I must listen to the hand of God in my life. Now, I know Listen, I know some of you are saying, well, I don't listen to the hand of God. I listen to the voice of God. I know that. I know that. I just told you he didn't say I stand at the door and knock. And if you hear my knock, he didn't say that. 
He said, if you hear my voice, I will answer. I'll come in, I'll have dinner with you, and so, and so forth. But, but of course, that's a sermon for, the other, for another, another day. But I'm telling you today that as, as we think about the mighty hand of God that is on this service, I'm telling you that, that the hand of God is at the door of your life. God is right there where you are. Don't ever give up. Don't ever think there's no reason to go forward. You can go forward in the faith that God is working and God is there. Let's clap our hands and praise him one more time. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not not going forever, but I've got to talk to you. I've got to talk to you today from my heart. Now, I assure you that the enemy tells you that there's no use. Even though I've told you God is there, his hand is there. And, uh, and the sound that you hear, and I know you hear the voice of God, he said so, but there's more than that. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. And of course, there's more to someone at your door uh, knocking than just, okay, I knocked, so you heard that sound, so that's over with. No, the knocking brings with it beckoning and brings with it, a, you're supposed to, I hear somebody knocking, what is it? I'm telling you that the sound that you're hearing is the hand of of God. It's God's hand in your life. Listen to this preacher today. God, you're hearing the hand of God. That's what you're hearing. And you're wondering what it is. And you're wondering, maybe I should just forget about religion. I should just forget about what mom said. Forget about all this stuff. And yet you are hearing the hand of God. And guess where it's at? It's at your door. It's not off somewhere. It's not God creating the universe and creating a little rosebuds. No, sir. It's right at your door. Yes, sir. He's standing there. I'm telling you. So Satan knows it. And so he tells you, hmm, there's no use. Everybody's a fake. All they want is money and, and uh, religious just emotionalism or is deader than a doornail. We had an e- our Easter service. Are those folks here? Are your friends back? Okay, we had a whole family that came on Easter. We had a lot of, a lot of brand new people on Easter. But, um, <coughs> and I, I'm going to just say it in my own words, but... They were talking about how we jump around and, and exciting it was, and the kids were excited, and and uh, so we were like, "Good, I'm glad you enjoyed it." And they said, and then they added this little note: "Well, we went to a church, and it was so boring that we couldn't even." I didn't think I could sit through another moment of that. I have no idea where they were talking about. But they said, it's not boring here, they said. (laughs) Praise God. So whether it's, you think it's too emotional or it's too dead or whatever it is that Satan's trying to get you to concentrate on, I'm here today to tell you that you need to forget about it. What you need to hear is not how loud it is or how emotional it is or, or all the things that you may in your mind. And I'm not saying throw your mind away. 
I mean, you go ahead and think about it. Are they honest? Are they right? Are they, are they genuine? Is that really true? Did they really get healed? Did that man really have a heart condition and it was healed? Did that woman have cancer? Was that really a healing? Anybody here ever been healed? Anybody here? Uh, so you've got to ask yourself, is that real or is that just, maybe that's some sort of craziness. And so you got to ask, I'm not saying don't ask the questions. I'm just telling you it's time to quit focusing on sounds that don't matter and a devil that doesn't care about you. It's time for you to listen to the hand of God at your door. He's knocking. The knock on your door is what you've got to hear. Oh, Jesus. When I'm done, I'm going home. I'm going to, hey, I'm going to preach this. And when I'm done, I'm going to say, Lord, I did it. I preached it. I preached it, Lord. You hear it and you know that you hear it. You've heard it many times, sometimes under the, under the noise. If you got the music so loud and the TV blasting, you could barely tell. But down underneath, you could hear that, that hand. You could hear it. And what was amazing is not that it made the noise. Oh, no, that's nothing shocking about that. But that it was your door. It was your life. That God is right there where you are. And I don't care if you like the preacher, if you hate God, if you're a total atheist, you will never escape the knocking of the hand of a mighty God. He knocks with every sunrise. He knocks every time you're in trouble when you don't know what to do. Can anybody be a witness today that he was there in your darkest hour? He was there in your darkest hour. Hallelujah, I'm telling you today, I have a son that was diagnosed with cancer when he was two years old. And the devil said, there you see, there isn't a God. What kind of a God would do that? And I was also there when God said, I'm going to touch him and raise that baby up. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. He stands at the door. Praise God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what you've been hearing, and I'm here to tell you today. You need to start listening to it. Can you receive this today? Don't always focus on the doubt. Well, how can we know this is a God, and how can we know it? And uh, so on. The world is filled with examples. People who nearly gave up. I was thinking about this and told the Lord, I'm going I'm I'm to say it that way, Lord, and maybe, maybe they'll catch it if I say it like that. <laughs> and I remember reading the... Uh, uh, the Olympic stories, and they're so interesting. And these are just usually fairly young athletes. And uh, this this particular one, I'm not going to even give you the detail. I just want to refer to it because my point is to only say that it is not nearly time for you to give up. But many people have pushed back 
and said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, it's always too soon to give up on God. It's always too soon to quit. That's the old adage, but it's always too soon to give up on God. So I was reading of uh, this particular event at the Olympics and everyone was uh, absolutely, I mean, they were just, uh, every paper, every magazine, every, every sportscaster, every Everyone had made uh, uh, Hayes, the young man, he had raced all over the world. He was a, uh, I, I guess they would call that the, the high hurdle race. In other words, it isn't just making the hurdle, but you actually are racing. And, and then you, it, it, whatever that is, it's a sp- obviously I, I've never run it. I could, of course, but I've never done that. He was an absolute perfect, no doubt about it, winner. He was going to win it, bring home the gold. Was the most phenomenal runner in the world, Hayes Jones. So I just thought it was interesting, his story. High hurdles. People were, uh, it was like a sensation. It was all over the, all over the world. People were talking about what a, no, but they'd never seen anybody run. He broke all the records. He broke the world's all-time world record before the Olympics. He broke the all-time world record. Greece, Rome, anybody, anywhere, all-time worldwide record. He broke it. And then that great lighting of the torch and he got to Rome and the gold was in his grasp and, and uh, he was so pumped up and, and uh, he was gonna he was gonna boy he was gonna win the gold and nobody doubted a minute it was gonna be Hayes he was gonna come home with the gold and, and something happened and the, the, the events came and went and, and the very best that he did was in one event, he barely made third. And people were saying, boy, he's out. You know, the folks, that's what, fickleness is an amazing thing. He's out. The bomb, they called him. He bombed. But, you see, the reason I'm reminding you of this actual event that's fairly well known is that the same key that was involved in his decisions are the same key that are involved in yours and that is that opportunity does not last forever so you neither have the luxury of pity party Oh, I bombed. I'm worthless. Nor do you have the luxury of arrogance. 
Instead, Jones spent four years perfecting what he thought he had already perfected. And this time he came back faster than he had ever been. And I will never forget it. Um, I'm not emotional about it. I'm emotional about the fact that this is the same principle applies to all of us here today. I'm not suggesting you go to the Olympics. I'm telling you that the same principles that he received and the admonitions that he worked on when he failed and someone said, it's over for you. He said, it is not over for me. Yeah, but you broke the world's record. There's nothing else to do. Oh, yes, there is. I'll break my own record, he said. He went out and instead of getting a, having a pity party that day in Madison Square Gardens, he refused to be defeated by defeat and he ran the fastest race of hurdle racing that any human had ever run and they sent him to Tokyo and there, of course, he took the gold at every race that he ran. And so today, just like I'm doing here right now, today he is used as the epitome of someone that says it is always too soon to quit. And I am telling you today that whatever you're facing, the Holy Ghost is standing right beside you and he's knocking at your door. You are not by yourself. I know we're not here to break records, but I want you to listen to this preacher in this last few seconds here. The knock that you're hearing is not a distant sound. It is not a preacher trying to win you over. It's not a church trying to gain your membership. The knock that you're hearing, and you know you're hearing it, It's at your door. This knocking is at your own life. The creator stands there. So it is so important to hear what the Lord is doing and to recognize that opportunity, that opportunity itself That opportunity itself is your greatest gift. Here we are in church. Here we are in the house of God, 2014. The opportunity is the gift. Not riches, not fame, not earthly accomplishments or fleshly desires. They're like vapors that disappear and they drift on by. But the sound of God's knocking at your life, now that is worth everything that you have ever had to know that the God that made you is standing by. That's the knock. That's the knock. (laughs) So I want you to remember it the next time you hear it. You may not remember my name. You may not remember the name of this church. But you will remember that you cannot escape it. A man born blind suddenly hears the crowd and the talk of miracles. But what he hears is not the thunderous stomp and the, and the rattle and clatter of a crowd. What he hears is the knock of opportunity. 
He's never seen an object. He's never, even as a baby, he'd never opened his eyes and seen anything. He saw neither green nor was he able to see the blue of the sky. But he did not say, oh, I'm a beggar and I'm nobody. He did not wait when he heard and had the opportunity. When they said to him, his name, which of course is a, in ancient Hebrew name, Bartimaeus. Shut up. Don't you know who this is passing by? This is the miracle worker Jesus. And he just got, the Bible said in verse 48 of Mark chapter 10, when they said, shh, the Bible said he got the louder. Jesus! I'm telling you today, you've got to listen for the knock of the opportunity that God has placed in your life. And when you do, and when you cry out to God, not letting it pass, not missing the hope of securing your greatest gift that God ever offered to man, God is passing by. I hear the knock upon my heart. He cried out, and all of a sudden, verse 49 said, And Jesus... stood still in the midst of the crowd. <laughs> it, was all about, it was all about Bartimaeus to start with. A man who'd never seen, a man who was considered sort of an outcast because society has its way of making color and, and position all important and it's so pathetic. And we, we walk through life with all of our sins and our evil. But yet all along, God is standing right there. I want us to stand. We're going to have to stop here. I want us to pray and ask God to be with us. I want us to ask the Holy Ghost to speak to our hearts right now. If you could pray with me, could you lift a hand just like this or maybe both hands? I'd like you to pray with me right now. We'll let the music folks come back. Father, right now, come on, pray out loud with me, church. Father, I pray that in the midst of the noise and all that's happening, Lord, I pray that we won't just say, oh, well, that's, that's just religion. I hope that we will hear the sound of the hand of God, the sound of the hand of God in our lives.